Hey everybody, Nick and Gator here from the Cigar Pulpit, and it's a time for another Friday uh, Pulpit Rewind episode. But with us, we have Nick Gervais of MyMonthlyCigars.com. Two in a row. Rewind. That's right. Yeah, what a week. I, I haven't seen you guys since Tuesday, so this is great. <laughs> so today, before the Rewind, we're going to open up the My Monthly Cigars box. We are indeed. Oh, my box. We're going to open up the box because we would have done this. I'm going to get in Gervais's box. We would have done this on Tuesday's show, but, uh, you know, with mail and everything being funky with the weather and whatnot, you know. We didn't want to preempt a bunch of people. We didn't want to be a giant spoiler for everybody. So instead, we waited till this episode. So it's time for us to find out what's in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Show you with the box. Who's in the box? What's in the box? So we have the box. We have the box. Boxes. Fancy blue box. Yes. Uh, a lot of people. Little, little MMC swag in there. The, those look nice. The look bag. That presentation. With the, with the, I mean, Saying. isn't it nice? You got the bag. It's a Bova de Seal of Fresh. That's right. The bag there, you know, and everything. And then, uh, you know. You're not, you're not in this club. I just cracked my seal. Within it, you've got a couple of cards, a My Monthly sticker. you got some information about fucking good coffee. Some good stuff. And then there's this card right here. And this card. Hey, you know what you just did? What did I do? That, that Vegas thing. You ever, you ever notice that when you walk on the strip? You know why they do that? When they do the. Gets people the attention. Hand the, uh, sex cards. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a law that was put into place years ago. Instead of them just handing the, the things like this. Yeah. Because you could. I believe it's because you could see. The actual like naked uh-huh. women on it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. They're like, you gotta, you gotta do this before. They, that's why they're all on the side of the road slapping. Ah, like you call them Pokemon like They were cards. forced. Yeah, yeah I, I, when, yeah. the first time I was out there, uh, my was for my bachelor party, and my my friends and I, we were going down the strip, and lots of these guys handing out the nudie women cards. Yeah. And, so, of course, you know, we're all just like, yes, we'll take all of them. And so we called them mm-hmm. our Pokemon cards. And so we would trade our Pokemon cards. And, you know, like we'd be back in the room and be like, do you have this girl? It's like, I've got two of this girl, but I don't have that girl. Can we trade? That's, so, we're, so we're literally trading good. them to make sense. I'm going to do a, a little, little ad for Top Shooters. I busted out their uh, pretzel bites with a really nice, like, caramel, like, dipping sauce. Oh. It's really good. I can hear you getting fatter. You've got them over there too, you sack of shit. <laughs> he bought them, and I'm like, yeah, I'll try that. Pretzel bites. Yeah. Pretzel bites. No, that's pretzel a good. Idea. You just gave me a good idea for when, I, when I'm out there because I'm out there for a bachelor party uh, next month. And uh, God, I don't. Uh, same as you, first time out there, you grab these things. Like, what oh, the hell God. they handing out? I know. But now I think I think maybe I'll make it a little uh, challenge or something. Yeah, it's like who can complete the set, you know? <laughs> yeah, grab the most. <laughs> Got to catch them all. Yeah. So <laughs> if you have a if you have the same, then it, it cancels out. It's no good. You got to toss it aside. Exactly. So yeah. whoever has the most unique ones wins. Ah, there you go. Whoever like it. There we go. It's yeah. by, by the end of that trip, we were tired of it, and um, I learned how to say no thanks. He is gay in Spanish. Anytime somebody tried to give one God. to my friend uh, Chris, I'd be like. You know, like whatever it was, and like the guys, they were all just cracking up. <laughs> so that was so. There's another tip for you. You can try that. So all right. you ready? Anyway, yes. What is in the box? The Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon. So the Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon. That the one's got my vote for smoking on the show tonight. By five, the way, five and a half by fifty Robusto, featuring a Cameroon wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan and Dominican filler. And it received a 92 rating 
in Cigar Aficionado and was in the top 25 in 2017. Okay. Next up, we have the La Herencia Cubana. What? The okay, La Herencia so, Cubana. So here's the deal with that. Did okay. a little curveball this month, was right? That the, was that this so, guy? Mm-hmm. That's the Mystery AJ Perfecto. Ooh, mystery AJ. So ah. everybody's going to get something a little bit different. There's uh, four different AJs in this month's box. So They're yours all may have a different size. cigar. So you might have a different one. I don't know. I didn't uh, prep you guys specifically. Uh, but there's four different ones in there. Let's see which one you got. But they're all the Perfecto size, and they range in, on average, about $12 per uh, MSRP or stick. So odds are, watch, you're going to get the Horencia as well. <laughs> no, I got the uh, you get? Man of War Ruination. Ah, I love it. There you yeah. go. So you had yeah. that, the Divinia, and uh, the Divinia is also in there, which I had in the box a while ago, but this is the Perfecto. And then I'll be honest with you, I already forget what the uh, what the fourth one is. So you'll have to find out. It's a mystery. I, uh, check it's out social. Mystery. Yeah. Nice. So I thought I'd throw a curveball in there. Next up, the EP Carrillo Inch Maduro. So the EP Carrillo Inch Maduro is a uh, 5.9 by 60 Gordo. It features a Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan and Dominican filler. I'm probably going to butcher this. Is it Bahia? Bahia, yeah. The Brazilian, Bahia. Yep. Bahia, Brazil. It is a 6x50 Toro featuring a Brazilian Maduro wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and Nicaraguan filler. A lot of medium to fulls in this box. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I but know they you don't be. smoke all medium to full. Yeah, the Bahia is a, I would say it's a medium, really good cigar action, very smooth. The um, funny, the, the EP Carrillo Inch, they come in the Maduro and the Natural right now, and uh, they just announced. I believe they're going to have the Habano coming out soon. Ooh. Do you guys mind if I uh, make the call? I want to do that uh, Rocky Patel. I mean, feel I free. I want to do that Cameroon, sure. if you don't mind. Feel free. I'm, good with- I, I'm, I'm smoked out for the day. Okay. But, you know, you do feel free. I'll fire up. You know, I'll light up with the Jeff. Okay. Thank you. I don't want oh, to smoke sorry. alone. I already cut. I already cut. <laughs> hey, and that was brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over at Riverman Cigar Company. If you don't have a brick and mortar, let Dan be yours. Riverman Cigar Company. Crestwood, Missouri. He does mail order. Right. So you can call him up and you yeah. can have singles and boxes and accessories. So I said, if you don't have one, let him be yours. Well, yeah, but you need to specify <laughs> that, you know. Sorry, Dan. It's it's a mail order situation for those people well, that, yeah, don't, they can, that don't live they in do, St. Louis. All they got to do is call him or Cindy or Little yeah. John and they, they can get, hook him up. They get some of those sweet, sweet Aladino cigars he's got oh, over man. there and everything. Well, know? I tell you, that's what I didn't mention that we had, uh, you know. We, the Aladino folks took good care of us out of the show. They did. They did. They it was were nice, very nice to, to us. It was so nice to see Husto and his lovely wife, Vivian. And, I'd never met um, Vivian before. That was nice. She's so nice. Um, and uh, obviously, Trey Mack. He, yep. You know, at some point, we're going to get Trey Mack back on the show so that we can discuss uh, his Vegas experience. Because um, It was different than ours. He had a significantly different Vegas experience than ours. Yeah. It was different. So. Well, that's got a cool. Uh, we didn't actually on the last episode. We didn't do the uh, cold draws and stuff. It's got a really neat cold draw. Cameroon on this is nice. I, yeah, it's I, I'm a big fan of this cigar. Okay, cold cold retro. Oh yeah, it's very yeah. Fruity. Meeting uh, good cigar. Meeting Husto was great. Uh, you guys introduced me. Actually, I, I don't know if it's you guys or Trey Mac, but it was nice meeting Trey Mac and Husto, and those guys were. 
were great as well. So, That's again, we, we laughed that we're the only sponsors. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the only one missing was Dan. And, yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. it's all right. We'll uh, he, he He's already making plans, talking about coming out to TPE next year. So, you know, so Good. maybe next maybe next year we'll have everybody together. So. That awesome. was, that yeah, was, that, that's what was fun for me out of Vegas. Not to like, I mean, this is now our, what, fourth episode in a row talking about TPE, but, you know, it's, why not? Um, that, that was the fun part for me was it was kind of that opportunity where the majority of the pieces of this, like, kind of weird little pulpit family we've assembled yeah. kind of converged. You know, we were only missing, mm-hmm. you know, Dan and Broccoli Rob and, yep. you know, Pinky. and a, I mean, there were people, obviously, that weren't there. But there were quite a few that were yep. there. And it was kind of nice to, like, be like, hey, this is this guy and this is this guy and you two meet. You know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden everybody comes together. Yeah, I we'll love it that. when we'll a plan comes together. Reading. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll have that big reunion at some point. Oh, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it'll be good. You know, it was great to actually, you know, not to keep talking about TPE and stuff. I know we did that, but I didn't mention it was great to meet Al and Melissa for me for the first Definitely. time. Aren't they awesome? Awesome. Awesome. You know, how the hell did uh, Al get Melissa? I'll never understand. I heard that. that story, but I'm not allowed to share it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that too. Yep. <laughs> I'm not allowed to share it. yeah. This Rocky Vidal's a so, good yeah, stick. I like that Cameroon. It's, it's tasty. Yeah, the Cameroon. Is nice. Uh, I've enjoyed this one for a long time. So that's what I was saying last show when we talked earlier in the week was, um, <laughs> you know, Rocky, like there are as big as his line is, there's a bunch in there that you can find that are really good and you're bound to find a bunch that you don't like. That's what happens when you have a, a, a big portfolio like that. And yeah. I, and I but think- clearly he has it for a reason. And I think it's, and to, you know, I'm just going to admit this. It's probably my own, you know, problem. I just haven't dove deep into Rocky's catalog, I think, is, is mm-hmm. really my thing. In that, you know, I, I did enjoy the 60. I just don't want to pay that price point on the regular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but by and large, a lot of the other Rockies I've had, um, have been kind of okay, but, um, mm-hmm. But now that I think about it, I you know, there's he makes so much that realistically right. I probably haven't even scratched the surface of, of what he offers. So. Oh yeah, I probably haven't either. Yeah, fix your mic. Oh sorry, I was eating. I know. So I saw that. When <laughs> couldn't was, possibly wait until we're done with this short opening. I was nice enough to lift retro my mic episode so people didn't hear me too, because they get really triggered by that. Anyway. Um but no, you're gonna really like this uh vintage two thousand three Cameroon. This is a good stick. Okay. Well yeah. good. Yeah. Well, good. Well, um, so we are obviously doing a, just a little uh, intro here. We are going to be doing another uh, retro episode from uh, Pulpit's Past. And again, this is coming to you from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. Yes. And, uh, you know, with our man Nick Gervais and uh, the cut by Riverman Cigar Company. Uh, I think that's everybody. It is? It's everybody. Yeah, do you want to do a, a little quick ad for Nick here? MyMonthlyCigars.com, you get different size packages. <laughs> and uh, Throw in the package. <laughs> yeah. Use offer code now, yeah, pulpit. This, this month we're looking at probably about, you know, depending on which um, mystery cigar you, AJ you get, you know, it's going to range anywhere from probably about 39 to, I would say, 42 MSRP this month, so... Uh, again, always trying to stay around that 40, even though, you know, I tell you that the 30, 30 plus is what you're going to get. 
I don't think I've been lower than 38, 39 on any of the boxes. And that's where I hope to stay. So a lot to come. You know, we talked about if you guys heard the last episode, TV was awesome. It's going to be highly beneficial for the club as well. Made a lot of great contacts, a lot of good uh, relationships just started the other, you know, last week or two weeks ago, whenever TV was. I'm still on Vegas time. Kind of. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm really excited about what's, what's to come. Um, had some great conversations and yeah, it's good. If you're going to get on board, get on board soon. Good deal. If you're not already. Very cool. Well, Jeff, I think we, uh, we'll jump into the retro episode. I was going to say, we'll turn on the Wayback machine here. So anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Um, you know, we're what halfway through February, not quite halfway through February. We have to mention something that we didn't mention on the last episode. What's that? We just broke 100,000 downloads. We did. Yeah. You are right. You did. didn't mention that. Congratulations. Yep. That's awesome. And I would like to point out this. And that doesn't include all the platforms. That does not include no. all the platforms. Realistically, we probably crossed that before. But um, but it's official now. But what I would like to point out is that we are in the early stages. I'll have details soon. We're in the early stages of putting together a 100,000 download party. At Riverman Cigar Company. Oh, wait, cool. No. So nice. Dan wants to do that. It's just a matter of, you know, when we're going to make that happen. Um, you know, we're scrambling, but because um, we don't want it to be like, you know, months from now to where it's like, oh, hey, back in February mm-hmm. they did this. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want it to be soon. But hopefully sometime here soon we'll get the, uh, well, let's stop eating. I don't want to. <laughs> These are good. No, and I want to point out, we didn't think this was going to happen until the end of February, by our count, and it stepped up quicker on us than we awesome. thought. I mean, it's good. People yeah. catching up. I mean, it's nice. Yeah, maybe yeah. you do. Maybe you do a live stream or something. Something. From Riverman. We can do something. We can make something happen. Ooh, we'll, make, we'll make something happen. But yeah, so, you know, early stages, once I get some details hammered out with Dan, I'm hoping to do that this week, get the details hammered out with Dan. Um, to where we can uh, we can figure this out and make some announcements uh, next week on the show. So. That's awesome. Well, guys, here's the rewind episode. See you, Nick. See you, guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, Gator. And we have a special guest with us today. We have Jason Gross who you may know on Instagram as Squirrels Creations LLC. Say hi, Jason. Hello. So Jason's with us today to talk about some of the work he does, hand-making humidors, ashtrays, cigar props, all kinds of fun stuff. So today's essentially a wildlife episode for you, Nick, because you have Gator and the Squirrel. I I guess so. There you go. So there you go. If I ever bail out, you can just go and, and it, the new show could just be Gator and the Squirrel. It's like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So Jason actually managed to go out and procure himself the same cigar as us. So the three of us will be smoking the same cigar. So we'll go ahead and get right into that. We are going to be smoking the Oliva Master Blends 3. And the Oliva Master Blends 3. Beautiful band. We have a Connecticut sun-grown broadleaf wrapper with a Nicaraguan Habano binder and a Nicaraguan filler. 
And you and I both have the torpedo size. I don't know what Jason's got over there. I actually have a Robusto. Perfect. Uh, there you go. By 50. All right. Well, we have. Hold on. I've got to get mine out of the cellophane. <clears throat> really? Really? Yeah, it's really in there. No, it's not. You have it out. Okay, now you're there just we go. With it. Thank there you. we go. <laughs> All right. And it is time to cut the cigar. Yes, it is. And Jeff doesn't have his cutter from Bjorn. Do you, Jeff? No. As you're sitting here staring Sorry, at me. Sorry, Bjorn. Waiting it's in for my me Jeep. to give me. Having <laughs> I got to cut off the proper amount on this torpedo. I know. That's, that's a my, beautiful torpedo, by the way. That's my problem. Cool looking cigar. It's a bit box pressed. I love It's got the a little box bit press. of a box press to it. I'm all in. So. Yeah, I'm, I, it does have a pretty cool look. It's got like the palm tree. Was that palm trees in the background there? Yeah, the band is really elaborate for an Oliva. There's I a mean, picture of a dude. Most of the time, there is a picture of a dude on yes, there. Yes, yes. Most of the time, the Oliva bands are fairly basic, you know? They went all in on this but one. The, they, they definitely did. So. They did. You need my torch, too, don't you? Yeah, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that torch. All right. Well, then I'll go ahead and light now, and then that way we can get there. You know what? I'll be okay. I'm going old school. I'm going matches. Oh, I can hear both of those lighters. Ha <laughs> ha. Dueling lighters. Yeah, we we could hear two lighters at the same time, too, if you ever remember to bring one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm old school in it. Like your matches. Mm-hmm. Strike anywhere, babies. Mm-hmm. It's not bad right off the bat. Kind of earthy. Definitely. Definitely got the earthy thing going mm-hmm. on. Almost that, uh, like that hay kind of toast thing. Yeah. I'll tell you, the cigar itself, if you were to just hand this to me, and I didn't know better, just visually, not necessarily smoking it or anything, but visually, it looks similar to like a Padron. Maybe not quite as oily or and slick looking as a Padron, but it's got that... Real dark color to it. I like it. So far, so good. <laughs> Very earthy. Thank you for chiming in on that about 30 <laughs> seconds after the rest of us. So anyway. There's always that look. A <laughs> disapproving look. <laughs> well, let's talk about this for a minute, folks. We were supposed to do this interview about three hours ago. <clears throat> two hours ago. Life happens. Three hours ago. And um, life happens. You know, we coordinated the schedules and everything. And at about eight thirty, I had something pop this up this morning, Central Time. Jeff didn't have anything pop up. It he was rem- not on my calendar. He remembered <laughs> that he had something to do, and so Jeff, I'm going to award you the dad, Sorry, squirrel, the dad of the year award today for forgetting about your daughter's. Hey, at least I remembered. <laughs> at least I remembered. So. Hey, like it, I always tell my wife, it's better late than never. <laughs> Amen. So, so Squirrel, a couple of questions for you. Sure. One, why in the world are you associated with Nick? How did that happen? <laughs> well, um, honestly, I don't know. I uh, somehow, <laughs> some, somehow got to seeing him. Uh, actually, you know what? I think it was because I actually saw your uh, sticker. You were given the sticker yep. thing, and I think I just asked you. I said, "Hey, can I have a sticker?" Yep, I say we <laughs> and have, you sent me one. We have mailed you a sticker, and, and um, we uh, we're both part of the barrel burners. Mm-hmm. It's quite I a crew. So we just kind of well, it's where I keep pulling guests from. It's true. It's <laughs> a valid point. Yeah, yeah. They're they're. It's a good bunch. Our yeah. buddy Curious Jen, I think, is part of that group. She correct? is. Yep. She is. 
And yes, you, she is. And She's good you, people. And if you ever got your, you know, old ass on Instagram, then maybe we could try and Dude, figure out a way just, to get you in on that too. It, but you know, Jason, help me out here. It's just one more thing. I just, you know, I deal with Facebook, and that's just traumatizing enough anymore to have to slog through. Actually, Instagram is way easier. That's, I don't really do hardly anything with my Facebook page anymore. That's what Nick keeps telling me. It's easier and it's nicer. I just think it's great. I, I just I look at pretty pictures all day. Facebook. Mm, it's just much, god yeah. awful. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely getting painful. I mean, I still use it because there's some people that aren't on Instagram. Um, so when I do my posts, I post on both. But uh, yeah. Instagram is definitely my uh, my go to. Yeah. So let's talk it's about easier to upload and stuff too. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easier to upload and and it's got the little toggles to where you can automatically feed it to Facebook and Twitter if you want. So it's just it's so much easier. Fair enough. So so let's talk a little bit about what you do. So you uh, you make your own humidors and other various items. I yes, I do. I actually started my business. Um, my great grandfather was a furniture maker. And uh, I was lucky enough to have him around for, I was almost 18 um, when he passed away. So I got to spend a lot of time with him um, in his shop and I learned to build furniture. And um, we moved to Danielsville when me and my wife got married and we built our house here. And I actually wasn't going to go this route. I was just going to put a hobby wood shop in my garage i was just going to use one bay and i ended up building some custom closets and stuff for our new house and she told one of her friends and her friends looked at it and then i started doing some small stuff and now i'm into a 32 by 32 which is my shop now and wow i've almost outgrown it (laughs) (laughs) is that and uh is that feet jason what's definitely not inches i didn't know if it was yards (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's me <laughs> see we had this whole problem when we had curious gen on because we had to do the whole you know like metric conversions metric yes, so i'm yes, still yes. having a hard time well, with that even now pennsylvania is in the united states jeff so we don't need to worry about metric conversions so, yeah. so yeah so um i started doing so it's not uh, a, it's not a it's not 36 yards long your shot. jeff it's feet no okay 30, 30, 32 by 32 feet. And you're in one, America. You're in Pennsylvania. Which equates to 1,024 square feet. Okay, but what does that convert to in Celsius? God, Jeff. Let's see. <laughs> you would do... 8 degrees. So 30, I can do that. 32 times 12. So times 2 <laughs> times point. He's going metric on me. I like it. I was say, he's doing math. I don't know how to sort. convert. Obviously. And I know you don't convert feet to Celsius. I believe that would be like 3,022 millimeters by 3,022 millimeters. I'm going to take your word for that. There you go. We'll go with you that. Could have, we'll you, go with that. You could have told me any number under the sun, and I would have agreed with you right then, because I'm a child of the 80s in Illinois, and we don't know Celsius or learn metric system or... Right. So so moving along. So, <clears throat> so yeah, I ended up this this whole cigar idea kind of only came about like maybe a month and a half ago going this route really. I ended up making a custom cigar humidor which is on my Instagram. I'm sure you guys saw it, the one yeah. with the uh bullets on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I custom did all that stuff and uh put the he was a uh he's actually a friend of mine. Um, asked me if I could do something like that. And I said, well, yeah, sure. 
So I started the project, and uh, he is a firearms enthusiast, and uh, I was trying to, that's what I like to do. I like to customize things to the person that's, that's I'm making it for. So most of my stuff is one-off, one-of-a-kind kind of stuff. So I uh, put that together for him, and he loved it and posted it, and I posted it, and it kind of exploded from there. All this kind of happened in the last, like, six to eight weeks. Yeah, I I handle all the photos for our uh, Facebook wall. So do me a favor and make sure that you text that picture over to us because I'll never see it on Instagram. (laughs) No, I can do that. Awesome. And that way we can include it with the episode. There we go. Little little highlight. Yeah. Sure, I'll, I can send you a couple pictures or whatever. You I was saying. Now want. I know. I know. Since then, you've done some some ashtrays, some cigar props. Are you? Yes. Are you using just cedar, or do you use all types of wood? I my um. So if, uh, getting into uh, humidors a little bit, there's definitely a science to building humidors, just like anything. Um, a lot of times. You see humidors that it's just a box. Yeah. And they line it with Spanish cedar. Um, typically, my boxes, I don't like the single box like that. My When you get a humidor from me, it is a box inside a box. Okay. So I make, and the reason for that is it ensures that it is airtight. Ah, okay. Ooh, good thinking. Okay. Okay. So I make the outside box, the lining. To whatever you want. That's the part that I customize and make to you. Then when I line the box, it's like setting another box inside that box. So like I said, it ensures that you get airtight. And my what people like about my boxes is when you shut the lid, you actually have to push down on it to close it the whole way because it creates that vacuum and pushes all the air out. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Which, like I said, ensures the... See the, the right uh, sealing off of the box because obviously everybody has that humidor that is a humidification nightmare. Well, and I've been there, <laughs> done that. And that's, yes. that's why, you know, here in a little bit, I want to get into your advice for properly seasoning and, and maintaining a humidor. But, you know, I figure we'll talk about your products a little bit more. Well, first, and, so. and well, I'm going to jump in here. One of the reasons that I was asking about types of wood is, um, oh, I guess it's probably been... Six, eight years ago, I had a black walnut that went down in our uh, creek bottom. I, I, I own farm ground. And okay. uh, one of the neighbors actually cut it up, and it was basically like a third and two-thirds. They cut it up into the lumber for me, and they kept part of it, and I took the other part. So I have some really nice pieces of like either half I, – I don't remember if it's half-inch or inch um, black walnut up in my barn loft. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about trying to get a humidor made out of that, but I didn't know how that would work, um, you know, with with the lack of cedar. So that actually makes perfect sense that you would put a cedar box inside of that then. But I think that black Absolutely. walnut would just be gorgeous. Let's so anyway, black walnut is definitely black walnut is definitely one of my favorite woods to work with. It's just the grain and, and the color of it. When because mostly like when <laughs> obviously when you do woods like that. You don't stain them. I just clear coat them. Yeah. To leave the natural colors of the wood. Because there's certain wood that I like together. Like, I personally like curvy maple with black walnut, which is the maple that kind of has the waves in it. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Little little and character go- to it, yeah. Absolutely. The golden color with the, the dark color of the black walnut looks fantastic. Um, which I actually have, I'm working on a, a desktop humidor prototype right now that I'm, 
putting together, and it's actually, consequently, black walnut and uh, curvy maple trim. And the top of the lid is uh, actually African mahogany. So I'll be posting some more of that as the progress goes with that. I'm in the middle of about 4,000 things trying to get my <laughs> and get this stuff I off the ground. I was going to say, you were just <laughs> posting a uh, picture of a dining room table, I think, the other, uh, either yeah, yesterday yes, or Yes, I have that on the bench right now. I'm, I'm doing the uh, – matter of fact, I'm staining it right now as I'm talking to you. But <laughs> okay. now, now, Jason, I don't, I don't know if Nick has told you this. But I have a library full of many leather-bound books that smells of rich mahogany. No, you don't. Oh, wait, that's Anchorman. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's Sorry. just quoting Anchorman at you. <laughs> I, 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 I caught that. that. That was actually a pretty funny Many one. leather-bound books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how, how, often, well, that- how often do you get to use mahogany like that? When you hear someone say mahogany, you've got to use that quote. I mean, I think it's just a given. Well, it's kind of funny that you mentioned mahogany because everybody throws around Spanish cedar and Spanish cedar is actually a real tree. The problem with it is it's actually not a cedar. It's in the mahogany family. Oh. So when you say my, my ignorance cedar, paid off there. Um well, you're just getting a history lesson is all, I guess. I like it. Getting getting more knowledge about the subject. <laughs> so that's what, that's I, I, what I this show is for that's perfect exactly like i i can't like i can't i can't say that spanish cedar is not spanish cedar because it is it's actually a real tree but it's actually in the mahogany family and the, the way i explain it to people is everybody knows what pine smells like uh-huh. so whether it's whether it's red pine white pine pitch pine whatever kind of pine it is it all smells like pine if spanish cedar was actually a cedar it would smell like cedar <laughs> but it does not because there's consistency of the wood and the uh, hum- uh, the humidity absorption and everything. It's one of the most, it's one of the, it is the best wood. Mahoganies are the best wood for humidity um, absorption and the way it turns around and releases it. That's why you use that kind of wood to keep your humidors humidified the right way. And they okay. don't, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the aroma of like say a eastern red cedar, like you would have in a uh, in a linen, uh, you know, like a which I hate to oh say is what cedar I, chest. That's what I find in most humidors at uh, cigar shops. Would yes, be that you do. cedar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting, because the problem with Spanish cedar is is the regulations that they're putting on the rainforest and how they cut it is getting really, really, really tight. So a lot of your Spanish cedar is not coming from where it normally comes from. They're growing it in places like Fiji and, and other places like that. And it's only, you know, they I'd like everything else anymore. They grow it fast and cut it so they can use it. Yeah. So it's not really so you're, you're the not, same stuff. You're not getting <laughs> the, the wood grain. The, the You're not getting the quality anymore. The maturity, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, and exactly. I've I've seen that where they show pictures of pine from a hundred years ago and pine that's being used now for construction, and it looks like two different pieces of wood. Absolutely, and and there's there is arguments that it's not as strong. I can't say that it's not as strong. The difference really isn't, but the 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 difference is in how it looks because you can obviously see pine now when you cut it. Say you buy a two by four. And the grains are all real big and loose and, and yep. you know, not like you just said, not like it used to be. Exactly. Interesting. So so let me ask you this. I'm, I'm going to ask a personal question here real quick. 
So if yeah. I wanted to get, and obviously I'm not a woodworking guy, so I'm not ever going to be able to make a humidor out of my uh, black walnut that I've got. But if I ship some black walnut to you, would we be able to work? Like, would you make a custom order for someone like that? I absolutely would. Not unlike myself. Well, there you go. I absolutely would. Awesome. I I will customize anything. That's my that's my I don't know what you would call. It. That's my niche thing. That's what I like to do. So whether you you know whether it's a kind of wood you like, or maybe it's maybe you're a bourbon guy and you really like a, a kind of bourbon, I can do. Whether it's a humidor or an ashtray or whatever, you know, we can do anything as far as engraving, logos, stickers, you know, you, you can clear code over the stickers or, you know, just anything. I just like making my products that are only for you or only for you, Nick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's yeah. a one off. Totally. Everybody will know that that box belongs to you. Very cool. <laughs> that is really cool. I've seen ashtrays before where they take an ashtray and they like put, um, they they cover the thing in uh, cigar bands and then put the clear coat or whatever over that to where sure. you have the cigar bands and whatnot. So yep, you can you can do that too. Um, I'm getting into doing challenge coins are a big thing right now. Okay, we keep hearing and, about challenge coins. That's, and that's I showed am, up on the podcast a couple of times. Yeah. Oh yeah, the challenge coins are huge. People collect them. People, uh, I have a lot of uh, ex-military friends who got deployment coins. Yep, which are challenge coins. So they are like you know super dear to them. Nick, and, Nick actually picked on me in an earlier episode <laughs> because I have I I enlisted in the Air Force after nine eleven, and I have some challenge or I have some coins from the Air Force. Some challenge coins. All I did was ask and, him what he did to get them. Yeah, and that was the thing. I I never deployed after enlisting. It's a whole thing. I was in the Air Force Reserve, and uh, but I do have some coins from the Air Force, and I've also gotten coins from the uh, the former commander at the the three seventy fifth Airlift Wing. Yeah, uh, here at Scott Air Force Base. So I have a collection of you know the the coins from the Air Force. And I know all the service branches, or I believe all the service branches, uh, you know, do their own particular coins. Yeah, they, I mean, like I said, everybody and everything has challenge coins anymore. I mean, cigar company, I know Barrel Burners has challenge coins. I was going to say, they have challenge coins, yeah. We have chips, we have challenge coins. The chips, they do, you know, more, but anything like that. Like, I'm, I'm testing, not testing, I'm doing Putting challenge coins in, in ashtrays, doing, you know, putting chips in. That's all kinds really of cool. And it doesn't have to necessarily just be in the ashtray. I, I'm doing one right now for this desktop humidor. I'm actually, one of my friends is a retired uh, gunnery sergeant from the Marines, and I'm putting one of his coins in the top of his humidor. Oh, his kind of in, in settling it in i'm I'm forgetting the word here kind of inset inset yeah 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 it would be like an inlay yeah, and okay you, inlay Perfect. so it's go. going to be inlaid in the top of his box on his desk so that it's he's displaying his challenge coin plus it's going to be awesome because it's in his humidor well his and, humidor. and that I is something see, he likes to do i could see where you know somebody retiring from the military you know they, could, they could get their gift. airman's yeah. coin or you know one of their coins from their units and, you know, have a family member maybe put that in. Um, and that would be a great gift for somebody that likes cigars that's been in the military. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's infinite. You know, it's infinite. The stuff that you can customize. Oh, yeah. So, now, do you, do you come up with the designs or would the people come up with the design and then you work towards that? 
when you when typically when I do custom stuff, I kind of try to listen to them and see what they would like it to look like. I try to envision what they would like it to look like because some people can envision stuff. Some people have a hard time envisioning stuff. So when somebody's explaining it to me, I try to work with them to come up with something that is going to be what they want. Because like I said, some people, I know my wife has a hard time envisioning stuff. I tell her what it's going to look like, but she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about until I make it. And she's like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just working back and forth. And I, I, I talk to a lot of people on the phone once I make contact because you can get a better idea, you know throwing out ideas because then I can kind of get to the point where, okay, they like this, they don't like that. Um, so like I said, you just kind of talk back and forth like we're doing right now, you know, throwing out ideas and coming up with a design that's going to be, like I said, just for them. And do you, do you have like a website where people can come and, you know, like contact you or how do they get a hold of you? I am actually getting a big, a website built right now. All right. And it is going to launch. I'm hoping in the next week or two. <laughs> oh, very cool. That's so, awesome. um, yeah, because I start actually all these, these rests and the, and the ashtrays and the numbers and stuff. I actually, a good friend of mine is the, the weather guy from my area here, Pete. Oh, okay. And he was like, Hey, he's like, we got to get more stuff on your page. So he said, I'm going to come up and help you do some stuff. And he's like, just come up with some ideas just so we can get some pictures and videos to put on your page that's kind of how he and i was like well i like cigars i said let's let's put some stuff together you know and and uh that's kind of how this all came up and when I, when I posted it all of a sudden everybody was like wow that's awesome i want one well <laughs> i i think the idea of of a custom product really appeals to a lot of cigar guys but i'll also say that i think a um not just a custom product uh product but but a handmade product i think i think knowing Knowing the guy that's actually putting in the effort to make your, oh, your humidor or your ashtray or something, I think that's, that's really neat. Well, and yeah, it's it not just a cookie cutter that somebody's grabbing off a shelf. That's and, the other yeah. thing. It's not something that you can go to your neighborhood tobacco store and pick up. Exactly. Well, I'm hoping that you can because... <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Because so, uh, I have actually a list of local shops that I'm going to be visiting if, soon because I have dropped some... Uh, phone calls and stuff like that and they are interested in me coming out to show them their, my stuff so well, I'm if, excited if about that. Nick and I ever do our goal of getting our own shop which is let's be honest it's a pipe dream but it's a dream. It it is. And if we ever do that by god we will have your stuff in there for sale. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll make that, that commitment right now. <laughs> so let me I, let me circle back to the cigars real quick. How are you guys enjoying it? I'm Kate? really I'm really liking it actually. Yeah, we were talking about it briefly while you were. Uh, yeah, I had to take a brief daughter, hiatus, giving earlier. your daughter some money, and uh, we we both are. We started off with kind of an earthy flavor, but Jason had kind of at that point transitioned to more of a leather flavor. I've also done that now. I'm getting a sweet spice taste, almost like an anise or you know something along those lines. Is anybody else picking yeah. that up? Uh, yes, I'm almost halfway through this one, and I'm getting somewhat of what I would call like a like a nutmeg kind of cinnamon. Maybe spice that's kind of yeah. Thing maybe that's on. what we're talking I could about. See that. Yep. I'm I'm about a third of the way in, and I'm stacking dimes over here. That thing's gonna fall on you in any second. Any second, <laughs> Al. He has got this massive just, and he hasn't ashed yet, and so. He's probably got about a third of the cigar that's all ash, it, uh, but it is leaning, dive on me. leaning hard, and 
he does he's not rotating it in such a way that it could like kind of lean back on in, itself in and, such a uh, way yeah that, that i tried i tried to do that but then that's usually when i walk away with holes in my shirt or my <laughs> <pants> or... <laughs> exactly <laughs> i've gotten lucky i think twice to where i've managed to get through an entire cigar without without ashing and, and like I see some people like stand them up on the ash and stuff, and I don't know if that's like trick photography or they can boy, actually do that. <laughs> I don't know. That's some solid ash because so I, I the first one that I had that with was one of my Perdomo champagne, and I oh. I managed to get through the whole cigar without without ashing. And so then at that point I'm like I'm going to see if I can stand it up on the ash, you know, yeah. on the on the foot. And there was no way on God's green earth that was going to happen. I mean, I'm trying everything I can to get that thing to stand up, and it just wasn't going to happen. So either it's really solid ash, or maybe they've got like a thumbtack pressed in the bottom of it for stability or something. But there's there's no way I was managing that. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the smoke, and it's uh again not it's a dark cigar. It's not one that I would buy. Yeah, but everybody's not, probably sick of hearing me say that. But at this see, point. here's the thing: it's it's. Yes, the wrapper is maybe it's not Connecticut light, you know, but it's not, you know, I think I think you think that just because it's dark, it's going to be really heavy. And this that's is not, what's in my head when I'm is, in the this in is a not a heavy cigar. That's a big misconception about cigars. Yeah. It is. And you know what? And I fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, do. That's that's a gigantic because I've some of the strongest cigars I've ever had were Connecticut's. See? So how'd you get the nickname Squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was a long, long, long time ago. I was uh, 21, actually. And um, it was because of a girl, actually. <laughs> I, I, this is how I, most stories start. It, well, it was because of a girl. And coincidentally, you had mentioned Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Remember the old cartoon Secret Squirrel? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was uh, – that was – and it was funny because that was one of my favorite cartoons, which is why I used the reference. And – um I was, I ended up breaking up with a girl and um, she was following me everywhere that day. And everywhere I went, she would show up. And my one buddy called me and he said, um, do you want to go out? We're going down to the to the bar. And I was like, yeah. I said, that's perfect. I said, I'm going to park at your house. And I said, I'll ride with you. He said, why? I said, I'll tell you when I get there. So I jumped in his truck <laughs> and we start going down. He's like, what's going on? I said, dude, I said, she's following me everywhere today. I said, I want to ride with you. Hopefully she won't see my truck. I said, I'm on a secret squirrel mission. Ah. He started started laughing because he knew the cartoon, too. He was way older than me. (laughs) Almost drove us into a parked car. And because of that, he started calling me squirrel the rest of the day. And everybody at all our friends at the bar heard this. And now I've been squirrel ever since. That's awesome. That's a lot, see, lot better story than I have. See, that's how a, a nickname is earned, Jeff. See, that, that, that's how that happens. See, when when I was back in college, I used to help these girls because oh they'd go on these dates, and they wanted somebody to kind of you know go along and this help is, protect them. This is not true. Oh wait, that's from the other guys. Yeah, the movie. He yeah. ripped off. Have you ever seen the other guys with Will Ferrell and Marky Mark? I don't think I have. Yeah, honestly. see, because it's one of Will Ferrell's kind of B movies. But anyway, he. <laughs> Speaking of bees, Jeff just got is getting attacked by, a by one. That was but timely. In, anyway, in that movie, at one point, Will Ferrell talks about how, I guess in college, essentially he was a pimp, and his name was Gator. And Jeff apparently thought that was funny <laughs> and just ripped it off. But it took. Not really. <laughs> it really has. That's the yeah. problem. That's that, cool. It infuriates Nick. Well, what infuriates me is because I'm a firm believer that nicknames are earned, not given. Or, or earned, not chosen, you know? Absolutely. 
And I just, it bothers me that he then, goes Then by why Gator. do you call me Gator on the podcast? Because at this point, I just have to just in buckle for a penny, up and for a pound. go with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, I whatever guess. whatever works. So, whatever Absolutely. works. Absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. So let's talk about humidors in terms of seasoning and uh, maintaining them, because I know that's one of the... I'll tell you, I got when I got my first one, it was the biggest nightmare seasoning that thing and getting it up to proper humidity and everything. It took... I, it was a solid month of just working with it and everything else before it finally got to the point that I was comfortable putting my cigars into there. So so what what would you say is a good method for getting a humidor ready for cigars and then maintaining it? Well, that's a good question because, um, like I said, for, for a beginner cigar smoker, mm-hmm. I would say you could, you know, because there's – and I don't want to talk bad about anybody's work, but – when you get a lot of the cheaper humidors, that's what you're getting, which is why you have that nightmare in trying to humidify it because you do not have that seal-off airtight seal. So as long as air is leaking into your box, it's just sucking moisture out. So a lot of times you have to over-season. So, so when, I, when I season a box, I take distilled water and just a normal household sponge obviously no a no detergent household sponge just a clean sponge yeah you i wet it just enough that you wet the sponge so that when you wipe it across the whole and i mean the whole inside of your humidor every piece of the inside of your box should be that wet color not dripping wet that the water is running off of it and pooling or anything but just, just no yeah but wetting it so what i do then is once you have the whole inside of your box covered i re-wet the sponge with like i said just enough you don't want it dripping off the bottom of the sponge or nothing just enough so the sponge is is wet and then i'll take put a if if it's big enough that you can put a small bowl or something in you know something you have to lay down so that the wet sponge isn't sitting on the wood Okay. I put the sponge in there and I let it sit for 24 hours. You you can put your hygrometer in there just so that you can see your progress. Usually I do that for two days in a row. And typically with one of my boxes, you are ready to go. Okay. So you're only taking 48 hours, give or take, to, to get it ready for cigars. Yes. And typically I my personal box... I only like I do weekly maintenance. That's uh, on a on a on a humidor. It's like anything else. It's like if you have a pool, you got to keep up with it every week or it's going to go to crap on you. Okay. So, a routine maintenance is key in my opinion because if you do not, you're just going to wind up with dry cigars. <laughs> okay. That's just, you know, then you you want because the problem is if you if they're too humidified, they can crack because they expand. And if they're not humidified enough, they can dry up and shrink and crack, which just makes for an unpleasant experience. Totally. So but that's how. So even if you get to two days and you're not quite there, you could just repeat that process every day until you get your hygrometer to where you want it, which typically is 68 percent humidity to 72 percent humidity. Okay. And then, I particularly uh, like mine at about 69. I was going to say, I know a lot of folks, you know, you always hear, what is it, uh, 70 and 70 with temperature and, and humidity. But I've also heard that you can go anywhere from, quite frankly, between like maybe six, the low 60s to, you know, the high 60s and be perfectly fine. 
Yeah, typically the lower into this, if you stay in that 60, my my personal opinion, that 66 to 69 um, percent range, yeah. I get my best performance in the cigar. Once you hit like 70, 71, 72, they get really humidified. And if you pull it out of the box and smoke it right away, you might have a hard time keeping it lit. Oh, because it's just so damp. Just because there's because as you burn it, you actually create moisture. Okay. Because the heat and the moisture in the cigar, you create condensation. Gotcha. So the more humidity, like sometimes if you do keep your box a little higher, I tend to maybe I'll throw it in my bag, you know, my lunch bag for work. I'll throw it in there for a day or two or three before I smoke it just to let it dry out a little bit. Okay. Okay. Kind of the same thing with pipe tobacco. You don't. A lot of pipe smokers will take a brand new tin and actually leave it sit open for a little bit to have because when you first get it, it's really sort of moist. Yeah. And the same thing is that with pipe tobacco. If it's too wet, it's hard to keep lit. Okay. Now, I know um, one of the uh, popular products are the uh, Bovita packs. Do you use those at all or do you just stick straight with just wetting down the box every week and, and just kind of letting that be what it is? I love the Bovita packs. They are very good. I am actually talking to them too. I'm trying. I'm I'm working out a wholesale thing with them so that I would like to send a Bovita pack out with the uh, humidors that I make. Okay. Okay. Kind of an so, included bonus, I'm, and then yes. from there, then they get the repeat business off of off of future sales. Yep. So I'm looking at setting that up now as well. Very. Cool. I just think it would be a cool. You know, for everybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, kind of spread the wealth sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So then... But they are fantastic because they have all kinds of different, hum- you know, you can get... I think I think they can go from like 65 all the way up to 82, I think. Well, yeah, I know they have the, the 84 packs that are designed for seasoning because I know I tried that with uh, my... So I had such a horrible time with that first humidor. And I and I did the whole sponge in the water and everything with that one and and it was just such a pain in the butt. Um, I bought on Amazon, so that may have been my first mistake. But um, but uh, the second uh, humidor that I purchased, I, I had learned about the uh, Bovita uh, seasoning kit, so I figured okay maybe this will be easier. And the whole deal with that is I guess you buy they're eighty four percent packs and they're designed to. You put them in and and you leave them for like two weeks, and then after those two weeks, theoretically at that point your your box should be ready for cigars and and regular uh, Bovita packs. Oh, that's that's pretty cool because, yeah. like I said, I, I've not used one personally uh, a, a starter kit like that. Yeah. But, um, like I said, I'm I'm a I, my personal preference. I like the black ice. Did you ever see those? The humidification rocks. No, no. I use those. It's uh, it comes in a. It looks like a circle. Okay. And when you take it apart, there it's four. Looks like four pieces of pie. Okay. It's filled with these little. It looks like little black plastic pieces, and there's not many in there. But you fill it with distilled water, and like overnight. All of a sudden, you come out and look at them, and that thing blows up. All those little rocks blow up like a sponge. Oh, okay. So then that releases the humidity as they dry out. Oh, very cool. So I'm a, I'm a fan of those. I have two I, – I just call them pies because, like I said, you take them apart, and it looks like a piece of pie. So I have two pies in mine. I have one in the bottom, and my personal box, I hold about three to 400 cigars in mine. So I have one set on the bottom, one set on my top tray, and then I – 
still, especially in the wintertime, I love, I just wet, I go back to my sponge yeah. and I, I wet the sponge and I leave it in there. Like I said, I, I actually made a piece of wood for mine, a little dish that fits my uh, sponge that I use. I see. And I use that because for some reason the sponge, and it, and it, it works, I think, a lot like the Bovita packs because they have whatever material in there with the gel that they have. Yeah. And it slowly releases you know, the moisture from the gel that they have in there, uh, which the sponge is kind of the same thing. So I find that in the wintertime, obviously, especially, it's a lot drier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then even that, though, I only maybe do that once, maybe twice a month. Because my black ice, uh, I only really add water to my box once a month. Okay. But yet you're so, still, you know, doing the weekly maintenance and everything on it, though. I always check it. Yeah. I mean, I'm in my box almost every day, but some people aren't. And I always, which is why I tell people to check it. Take that, take that five minutes and just give it a look. Yeah. Because once it's too late, it's hard to get them back. Because rehumidifying is way faster than dehumidifying. So if you take a dry cigar and try to rehumidify it really fast, that's when they swell up and crack. I see. And obviously, so, you know, you can get into some pretty costly mistakes by letting that happen. Well, and I would also imagine, and, and this is, I mean, I'm just spitballing this. This may not be accurate, but I would imagine, too, if you throw a lot of humidity at one in a short period of time to try and reactivate it and whatnot, that's how you might end up with mold situations and things. That's that's why I never tell anybody to go above seventy two percent. If you start hitting now, and I'm, I'm not saying if it hits seventy three percent for a day or two because you just rehumidified. Yeah. But if you start getting in there that it's in there a week, two weeks, seventy two, you know, when you hit seventy three, seventy four, above seventy two, that's when you can because you're getting too much moisture in there and moisture and heat cause mold which is why you get that because it's the perfect growing environment yeah yeah because well, you do have a controlled environment inside your box well and and once you get mold i mean my god you're pretty much those cigars are toast and then yeah, you gotta white, you know the only because it depends on what kind of mold you get okay from what i i've never had that happen because like i said i always because i spend a lot of money on cigars yeah my wife would not want me to spend it twice <laughs> no, I get that. I get that all day. So um, as far as my knowledge, if you do get mold, white mold, from what I understand, is okay to smoke. If you get green mold or black mold, that's when you are pretty much throwing them in the garbage. Gotcha. Now, like I said, I can't accurately 100% quote that, but from my understanding of things I've read, that white mold, you could still smoke your cigars if that would happen to you. So for folks that maybe have had mold, what kind of treatment do they have to do to their humidor to, because uh, obviously, I mean, just taking the sticks out, you've still got uh, spores or whatever maybe on the wood of the of the box. Yes, you have a mess. You literally have to re-sand the inside of your box. Oh, my gosh. Which is okay um, if you have, you know, I mean, it's not, it's, not like, uh, it's not like working on a nuclear reactor. Pretty much anybody can do it. It's just time-consuming, and you got to make sure you get it because if you leave any, it's going to come back. Yeah. Because it, it, well, it breeds, so yeah. to speak. So, <laughs> yeah. well, so no. it definitely can cause a lot of issues, and you try your hardest not to have that happen. Exactly. Which is why I preach 
maintenance. It's just like your car. Take care of your car, it's going to last. If you don't take care of your car, it's not going to last. <laughs> oh, I get it. And so in this case, you know, well, and let's be real. If you're buying a nice high-end humidor, you know, I mean, if you've got like three or 400 sticks in yours, I mean, you obviously, I mean, you've probably built yours, but um, my, you know, the average person that's not, you know, in a 32 by 32 work shed, you know, putting together their own humidor, if they've got one that's that's a sizable humidor sitting there with three or 400 sticks in it, they've spent a pretty penny on that product. And the last Absolutely. thing in the world you want to do is ignore it or not take care of it properly and let it go to shit. And see, the problem with some lower end humidors, a lot of the times they're put together cheaply and it's not actually the mahogany or Spanish cedar all the way through. You end up getting whatever wood they build it with and it's a veneer, which is maybe a 64th that they, it's almost like they glue a piece of paper onto it to give it that wood on the inside. I see. So you get those humidification nightmares because you can't, that wood is not actually absorbing what it's supposed to. Because there's practically none of it there. Exactly. Like mine, even on my desktop humidors, my liners are minimum quarter of an inch thick. Okay. So all the way around. So like my desktop one I'm working on now is maybe, I think it's five inches wide. Or six inches, six inches wide by about 11 inches long. So how many cigars would that hold? Would I'm going to say it would hold, depending on what size cigars you smoke, I'm saying it would easily hold probably 20 to 25. Okay, okay. What's you know, the, maybe even upgrades of 30 if, if you know, or 40, depending on what size you smoke. If you're smoking the little guys, yeah. So then I is the big, the largest one you've made the one that you use? Um, I've actually made, mine will, like I said, will hold three to 400. Okay. So my liner, the outside of my box is about a half an inch thick, and my liner is about three-eighths of an inch thick. So you have almost an inch of thickness around the whole box. Yeah. So like I said, you know, you're talking, that's, what is that, seven-eighths. So you're you're an eighth inch short of an inch all the way around the box, so it's double lined, double glued, double sealed. So I know that there is no air getting in there. The wood can do what it's supposed to do. And you have no trouble. Gotcha. <clears throat> so if someone were interested in reaching out to you to, to get a humidor, first of all, how would they do that? And second of all, kind of like just spitball, like what what's pricing look like for something like that? Because obviously, you know, it's a handmade product. A lot of time goes into it. So, you know, obviously it's not going to be twenty nine ninety five plus shipping and handling. I mean, but but still, what <laughs> what is somebody looking at for something like that? No, and that's that's that is a big thing because uh, – when it comes to handmade stuff, like all my wood starts as rough cut slabs. And what I mean by that is it's rough cut right from the sawmill. So my slabs come here with the bark still on the ends. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that comes here and it goes in my wood barn. So say I call my wood, my, uh, my sawmill that I deal with. And um, he say, I say, hey, I need this X amount of wood and in, in, in this. So he will cut it fresh for me. He kiln dries it for me. So it's almost ready for me to use when I get it from him. It goes into my wood barn for approximately at least two weeks so that it gets acclimated to the atmosphere that I have in my shop. Okay. So then it gets its rough milling. That's when I typically square it up. So I square it up to within an eighth inch of what I actually want the boards to be. And it goes back on the shelf for another week or so because when you expose that new wood, the wood will warp again. Gotcha. <laughs> so then after it sits another week or so, 
I bring it back into the shop and we do the final milling and then I start building it. Okay. So typically you're looking at, it, it takes a while too. So you took, you're, you're looking at anywhere from typically it's four to six weeks that I can get one built until it goes through the whole process of getting material and, and whatnot. Now, if it's, if it's some kind of, you know, exotic wood that it takes me, you know, that I have to look for or whatever, or get shipped to me, then, you know, it could take a little longer, but, um, Typically, a custom humidor is typically four to six weeks before I could ship it out. So for right now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, they should go through your Instagram. Yes, you can hit, you can uh, uh, PM me on Instagram, which is, like I said, Squirrels Creations LLC. Um, I do have a Facebook page, which is Squirrels Creations LLC as well. Okay. I always, obviously, I always tell people, like, share, whatever, <laughs> follow me because yeah. oh, that definitely. way they see my stuff. So. I'm going to be launching my website, I'm hoping, like I said, in the next week or two, which you know, I will be obviously posting that as well. And the domain name for that, uh, when it finally launches, will be? I'm hoping it's going to be Squirrels Creations LLC. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I didn't know if you had that um, bought yet or not. Okay. No, I have uh, I have a girl. She is fantastic working on it. She was just in the shop with me this morning, actually. It actually worked out perfect that it ended up being a little later because she was here and i'm like oh god it's almost noon <laughs> oh yeah no. <laughs> well now i hope i hope this doesn't really mess you up too bad but i just purchased that name on GoDaddy, so we'll, nego- <laughs> we'll negotiate here and uh you know after we get off the call Dick. Right, 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 right. <laughs> hey you gotta you gotta take advantage when you can so do i have to fly to illinois now or what <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> so um uh, and then, like I was saying, so then what does, if someone were to custom make uh, or order a humidor from you, like what does something like that run? Honestly. Depends on the project. It's really hard to say because okay. it depends on, it. De- everything depends on the project. I'm going to have on my webpage, I'm going to have, I'm going to create my own lines of stuff. So I'm going to have stuff that I have readily made. Okay. And people can just go on and you're going to. Click on, okay, here's a black walnut humidor. I have five of them in this size. So people, you know, I want to come up with my own lines and get stuff on there that's going to be readily available. And I'm also going to have, you know, the part where you can order a custom one. And as far as custom stuff go, like I said, it all depends on the project, depending on what kind of wood it is, how many different woods you want me to use, what kind of inlays you want, how fancy you want it. Yeah, definitely. all that so all the, that adds time. The yeah. sky's the sky's the limit, though. I mean, if somebody wants to go all out, you can do that for them. Absolutely. Um, I also, I am a I am a full wood shop. Actually, by trade, I'm a machinist, so I have a full machine shop here as well. So I also I do wood and metal together for oh. a lot of my stuff, a lot of my furniture, um, things like that. So I can literally do anything you can think of. <laughs> very cool very cool well how's the cigar over there it's it, it is it is really I, I actually i would get this one again honestly well good i i really would it's uh it kind of it's i'm almost done with it i'll um, say i'm down <clears throat> to my last third here and uh like i said it, it kind of stayed it finished off stayed with that with that uh cedary aroma i'm gonna say you know but the taste was more like that leathery nutmeg kind of thing it finished off with so i uh i like it i I'd, like it a lot i'd agree with that i like it yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good stick <laughs> yeah absolutely again like i said i'm getting that it, it, maybe i'm not putting my my finger right on the spice but like an 
like an anise or like you said with the nutmeg. I'm getting those type of notes off of it. And Absolutely. It, well, and and Jason and I were talking, you know, off air for a minute and, and uh, you know, about Oliva. And I've tend to find in the past that while I've enjoyed, I've had some like Oliva Serie V and a couple others and, you know, they've been good. None of them have ever like really blown me away like holy cow this is top five cigars yeah i've had you know kind of thing but they haven't been bad they've just been solid this one has a little bit more complexity i think to it than maybe some of the other ones that i've had i think that's a good way to put this cigar. yeah absolutely because i love cigars that are mysteries um and don't get me wrong i like cigars that don't change flavor the whole way through as well i have some of my ones that you know i like that way too but it's definitely nice having something that you hit several palettes as opposed to just one yeah it just kind of like bounces all around and and kind of make it gives you a little something different because actually one of my personal favorite cigars is the own shaker i don't know if you've ever no had one not familiar no i they have a their one line is called full body cast and i that is that is one of my that is probably my might be my number one. I really like that stick. All right. I always what have was, two boxes what was the name? in my box. What Bone, was the name of the Bone, Bone Shaker. Bone Shaker. All right then. We'll have to uh we'll have seek to, that out to look for that. Absolutely. And that that's one of the things Nick and I have talked about. Um you know, even just in the Midwest here, you know, we've traveled to Kansas City, I've traveled down to Paducah, um, up to uh Milwaukee, up in Wisconsin. And that's one of the things that we've noticed is even in our small, what I would consider the small Midwest geographic area, you find different cigars in different shops. So, you know, there are those cigars that are more popular regionally or or may not be available other places in the country. So it's interesting to hear from somebody in Pennsylvania out on the East Coast that, that is running into a different cigar like that that we can look for. Oh, absolutely. And that's a cool, that's one of the other really cool things about the barrel burners because you have so many people all over the place. And yeah, you know, you trade stuff off because you may, um, matter of fact, uh, Oki uh, from the barrel burners, he hooked me up with uh, that Big Sky company. Okay. That's another one. If you like, if you like Connecticut's, the Big Sky Connecticut is fantastic. Huh. That is a super good stick. That's two now I've got to seek out (laughs) because I'm a big fan of the Connecticut Shade Grown. So that would be perfect. And and the the Drew Estate, the Undercrown uh, Shade is really good. I've not been the biggest fan of the Undercrowns. That it's just personal preference, but that that's not one that's really blown my skirt up. No, okay. I mean, I'm a fan of their Maduro. I like the Undercrown Maduro, but okay, I'll have to give that one a shot. I don't think I've had. I don't think I've had that one either. I like the Ligas. Um, but I don't, I can't afford to smoke those often. No, no, I have, I have probably five or 10 of those in my box all the time, but yeah, I, I don't, that, that's, that's my, when I'm sitting by myself with my glass of bourbon and I can enjoy the cigar and the bourbon, exactly I something yep. like that. Like I love the number nines. Um, I love the ferals. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm more of a, I tend to like, I love Cameroon wrappers too, because I like that cedary aroma and flavor Yeah, and Cameroon wrappers tend to have more of that did you make it to the um i think drew estates does a barn smoker up in pennsylvania i did go to the lancaster one yes okay yeah i went to the kentucky you, one i don't know what the difference between the uh the events are necessarily but i believe it's just the place that they hold it 
Okay. Well, I know in Kentucky they really featured and and gave a lot of uh, education about the uh, the fire curing that they do. Yes. So I don't know if they did any of that in. Uh... They did. They did the okay. whole nine yard. Like it, here in Lancaster, they we were on a century farm, which made it really cool. It was their hundredth year this year. That's awesome. Oh yeah. And they actually do twelve acres, and they were testing this year and i believe they started it last year but they were continuing their trying out of growing the connecticut broadleaf in lancaster oh okay so it was really cool because and i'm sure they did the same process with you down in in kentucky you know they take you into the field and they show you what happens to that leaf from when the time they cut it until it's ready to ship to nicaragua or wherever it is going to whatever factory it's going oh yeah we go in the tobacco barns where it's all hanging and drying and everything. And- Which was really cool. I never, I never, you know, it's just like when you start talking about humidors, the science behind it is gigantic. Yes. I never realized how many hands touch this cigar that you're smoking before it gets to this cigar that you're smoking. Which is what, in my opinion, makes it so fascinating that cigars cost as little as they do when you actually think about the amount of man hours and, and effort and work that goes into them. I mean, you think about it, the way they explain it, I mean, a thousand people might touch this cigar before it gets to you. Yeah. You know? And years, years of, of um, you know, going through the process, whether it's fire curing or smoking it or heating it or drying it, whatever they're doing. <laughs> Sometimes those processes are, are several years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and then you've got guys that are sitting and burning through it in, in an hour or less, just not even thinking sometimes. and. Mm. It's like it really does make you sit and reflect upon what you're actually smoking. Yeah. And I, I like that end of it because I've been to a lot of cigar events. Uh, you know, like I go to Cigar Fest here with yeah. uh, CI, and that's a really cool event. That's more for just, you know, getting, trying cigars because you go there and it's a great event. You get a lot of cigars for what you're paying. You get to try a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Which I like because I have my favorites that I smoke, but I like. You know, there's probably out of the 400 in my box, there's probably 200 that are different kinds. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and Jeff and I, I mean, at least I'm the same way. I like to, I'll let Jeff call. Sorry me. about that. I'm the same way. I like I did, to, a, I did a retro hail. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, I like to try a lot of different things. I mean, like you said, I've got my go-tos, handful that, that I know if I want something good and this is what I want, but I I mean, if you look at my my collection, my box, and everything like that, I mean, there's tons of different stuff. And and at this point, I've got two of each because, you know, with the intention that we'd smoke them on the show, perhaps. But but yeah, I like I like trying a lot of different things. Like when Jeff and I went to the Kansas City Cigar Festival, it's it's like you're describing. It's a lot of a lot of um, brands all there promoting their stuff. You get you know your bag with so many cigars from from everybody and you kind of get this nice buffet of different things but you know the barn smokers are a totally different experience in that you're not only getting some cigars and and admittedly they're pretty much for the most part all drew estates because you know they're the ones putting on the event but additionally you're getting uh so much education and knowledge getting thrown at you that that you don't get at your typical retailer kind of uh, event 
Right, and that's the cool thing because I'm sort of a history guy. I like I like to know where stuff came from, how it came here, how you know. Because if you look back even on tobacco, I mean, it was really yes, other places had it, but it really got popular in Virginia. Is where it first, I believe, it was eighteen. Oh, no, don't quote me on this either, but yeah. I think it was eighteen eighty six when the uh, first actual cigarette making machine came about. So all that stuff really came about here in the United States. Interesting. As far as the manufacturing and the, the the industry, so to speak. Well, and and if you trace back the history of cigars themselves, it goes back to all the the Indians and the the native people of the North and South Americas. You know, absolutely lions I think, I, and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I think they traced uh, tobacco back to something like the 1600s, early 1600s, I believe. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if you're going back to the Mayans, you're going BC time, even. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you're you're <laughs> you're going way way back with that. So that's the cool thing about history, because like you look back at some of that stuff, like all the technology we have now and the things we do now, they did a lot of the same stuff. Obviously, it was not quite as advanced, but they got it done with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I credit the aliens for helping with a lot of that technology. <laughs> and then we're going in a alien route so well i mean you know that's a, there are a lot of influences from the aliens in the mayan culture and whatnot just well, absolutely just you know, look hey, at the uh, hieroglyphs and whatnot we're guys we have to have some level of stupid in our conversation amen oh <laughs> that's that's my entire, you have listened to the show in the past yeah, right that's the entire point of me being on this podcast uh, that's why I like you guys. Every every time anybody asks, so what's your show about? I'm like, oh, it's just two dumbasses with microphones that sit around and occasionally talk about a cigar. Exactly. You know? Well, it's, it's funny because like here, they're building my website and the, 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 the girl that's doing it for me said, you have to come up with a mission page. I'm like, what the hell is a mission page? She's like, well, how the company got started and what you do here. I'm like, well, just talk to my wife. She says... Me and my friends are just a bunch of drunken idiots that build stuff out here in my hobby room. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, That's so, awesome. so, circling back to the cigar, mine's getting very spicy on the last third. I'm it, getting, it did. yeah, I'm getting down to the the nub here, and I will say there is definitely a spice component that kicks in right at the very end. It's almost like maybe a little cinnamony on. Th- is that a word? Cinnamony. Cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamonish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, how do you describe that? Yeah. That's, I I I I, I kind of smell like some cinnamon in the aroma there. It's like toast crunch, cinnamon toast crunch. It's almost like a like an <laughs> apple pie spice. <laughs> well, and that would go along with your your nutmeg or so from before, kind of. Mm-hmm. We're transitioning from pumpkin pie to apple pie here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, the I mean, pies. Hey, every like I. It's funny because you talk to like I've talked to some guys that are really. You know, I thought I knew a lot about cigars until I talked to some of the guys in the Barrel Burners Club, and I'm like, oh, like what I do know. you think? I'm like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, trust <laughs> me. I'm like, you lost me about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Most of the time when Jeff and I, we can give gen- vague generalities of what the cigar is kind of like, you know, earthy, spicy, sweet, you know, Leather, that kind of thing. Yeah. Very yeah. rarely do I give specific, like, oh, this is like this, you know, because... I don't know if it's just my palate's not refined enough to to identify a specific flavor, or if it's just one of those things that <laughs> I'm not pulling it out of my ass. I'm, like I'm some picking of the up hints are. of cumin and you know persimmon. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they had the guy on that wrote the Ultimate Cigar Book, and he talked about this briefly. 
Um, the whole using food as a as a cigar flavor profile thing came about when Cigar Aficionado started in the early 90s. And what happened was the magazine needed somebody to give tasting notes about these cigars. And so they went to their their wine tasters because they had a wine uh, i think it's like wine spectator or something like or speculator or something. i don't know they've got a they've got a wine magazine and they went to their wine tasters and asked them to give flavor profiles on these cigars well these wine people they didn't i mean they've never they don't know they only have one frame of reference which was wine and that had flavor fruit flavors and various kind of floral and whatever else and so when they were describing these cigars, they basically used that same frame of reference to to use uh, to apply towards cigars. And the guy was basically saying, he's like, look, I've never gotten a fruit, a distinct fruit flavor from any cigar. But, hey, you know, I guess it's part of the lexicon now. So, well, I mean, everybody's palate's different. You take anything, you know, you, that's true. Either you may like it. I may not like it. You know, Gator might like it. He may not, you know, he, he may be, oh, it's just okay. That's true. <laughs> I mean, know, we've had all. a we've had a couple of cigars lately, actually, that, that Jeff and I have disagreed on. Yep. Um, the one that comes to mind is the uh, Psycho 7, um, I think, Nicaragua. And I he liked it fine. I personally thought that for a cigar that billed itself as Psycho and had the... Uh, the the prescription label you know as the band and everything i kind of thought it was kind of dull in you know for that i, I, I expected I a be, lot more out of it i tend to be more but. of a a cheaper cigar smoker than nick is and i hate to say this i likened it and i like the cigars quorums i likened the psycho to a quorum just with a fancier you know packaging and prescription everything. band yeah. on it yeah but it you know to me it was a good it was a good nice quality smoke but it was it didn't live up, I don't think, to the name Psycho. I don't know if you've had one or not. I have not tried that one yet. I, I've seen it, and I just I've been so busy the last couple of weeks. I haven't actually really bought any new cigars, except for like I said, my wife went. My wife was down by the local shop that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. and she picked me up the one we just smoked, and uh, she picked me up this uh, the Cao. The I think it's an Orellana. But it's the one that that they it looks like it's wrapped with rope, and because um, everybody's talking about this one, and I, I've was, seen pictures pleasant, of it. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise when she brought it home. But so I'm I'm probably going to smoke that one later on tonight. That's awesome. Um, but there's so many, like the one we just smoked that has that that spicy. I smoked a. Have you ever smoked um, the uh, DBL the Amarillo? It looks like it's it's a one of the it's a barber pole uh, cigar. No, I can't say as I have. Yeah, it's by DBL, and um, it, it's an Amarillo, and like I said, it's a it's a barber pole cigar, and the the notes of I don't know, I don't even know how to describe that one, but you would love to give a review on that one because there is so much flavor. It's probably one of the most flavorful cigars I've ever tasted, and it's definitely off any chart or gauge that I have ever smoked in a cigar. Awesome. You've given me like four today that I've got to go now, try. See, Jeff, this is the whole point of the barrel burners to, to to an extent is you get in the chat rooms, you get on the herfs and various things like that, and you just learn about all kinds of things. Like I'll tell you, I don't know about you, uh, Jason, but I know when I'm doing the video herfs, I have to have like a little notepad sitting next to me with a pen just so that like when somebody throws something like this out, I could just take a quick note 
you know, because otherwise you, know, you, know what you just I do? forget there's, about there's, stuff. There's actually an app. It's I use it. It's called Cigar Scanner. Oh, I have that. And I use it because I put in there, I use my the wish list, I use the likes, I yeah. use the don't likes, and I keep my inventory. Okay. So my ones that I have, by, like, in the bottom of my my humidor is where I keep my top five. I keep at least a box. So I start with two boxes of each, and I keep at least a box because I like to let my – the top five that I picked, I like to let them rest for a while. Okay. Because I don't know if, if you've ever gotten into aging cigars at all. Not really. I, I don't keep them that long. I mean, try, I, have try some, it. I have some that are quote-unquote aged just because, you know, they've – I bought them, I put them in the humidor, and then I ended up back at the cigar shop the next day. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you know. Try it. Buy yourself, even if you just get yourself a small humidor and throw 10, whatever, 15 in there, and don't even think about them for like a year. Okay. And do it with cigars that you know. Because in a year, when you take that out of there and smoke it again, it is not even what you thought it was. It's totally different. Interesting. I just got into doing that in the last couple of years and my bone shake, the bone shakers that I smoke. Yeah. I usually let them rest for at least three to four months before I smoke one. Huh? And it totally, if you, if you get one from the shop and you smoke it right away, it's still fantastic, which is why it became one of my favorite ones. But I only got to, because I bought two boxes, I liked it and I'm like, man, that's awesome. I want to buy two boxes. So I did. And as the time progressed, as I was getting to them, I'm like, wow, these are getting better as I go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So and that's um, how I kind of stumbled upon that. One one thing you mentioned that I want to circle back to, and Nick and I have talked about doing a cast with our top five cigars, and we're kind of, you know, formulating that now. What what are your top five cigars? Well, um, I'll put you on the spot here. <laughs> my, my bone shakers definitely i i really 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 like those um i actually have my number one is unfortunately a company that you can't get anymore oh well that's and i have oh and i have a box yet and Ooh. which is the most aged and it's only aged because i refused it to smoke them because you can't get them anymore yeah there was a company called royal jamaican Okay. Not the Royal, not the Royal Jamaican that you see now. It, that's a new invented company. The old. If you look up like vintage Royal Jamaican, it's a totally different wrapper. They were like that's what got me into cigar smoking when I was eighteen. Okay. And I'm thirty nine. So when I got into cigar smoking, that was the first cigar that I ever smoked, and they were fantastic. But when everything fell through with Cuba and all that, then they disbanded or whatever happened to them and you can't get them anymore <laughs> okay but i my top five like that's tough i know i have five boxes in there right now <laughs> <laughs> but they're not necessarily my top five there's so many good cigars out there i'm a big cao fan i like caos yeah i've tried that the cao brasilia i really like that one okay have you, i don't know if you've ever had a brasilia. i don't know if i've had that one no that that's one of my favorites. Um, what else is it? The uh, did you ever smoke the uh, the Pappy Van Winkle? No, I can't I, say I, I have not. had that one yet either. But I know that um, they just did a. There's a partnership. I guess they just announced with Drew Estates here recently, didn't they? Yes, and that is that's a little more of an expensive cigar as well. But okay. that's one of those like you know what it is when you light it. It's almost like a fire cured. 
it has that fight, you know, it has that K the Kentucky fire cured flavor yeah. as well as the spicy side. So it, it, you get both. You get that Kentucky fire cured plus like that nutmeg kind of spicy, not not so much peppery, but more spicy. That's a really good stick. Okay. And I don't know if you've <laughs> if you've ever smoked the uh, the Superfly. Oh, I love oh, yeah. the Superfly. That is a great cigar. Damn straight. <laughs> yeah. Damn straight. Great, great stick. That one. Yep. Um. And uh, Oscar, Oscar's really proud of that. We we've met Oscar a handful of times, and man, he will he will talk up the Superfly. If you get a chance to ever go to an event and meet Oscar, one of the nicest people we've ran across. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, nice he's guy. great. Those I'm telling you, those guys from uh, Viva La Vida are fantastic too. Um, look them up; they're doing some really good stuff. Like I said, I will send you two of them. I appreciate it. Yeah, because we we haven't we haven't encountered those this way yet. They 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 are they are hard to get, and the Charter Oaks are actually a very very good cigar too. Okay, I've seen and those on Instagram, but I don't know if I've encountered them locally here either. To be honest. There's there's another one, and he's a fellow barrel burner. Did did you meet the uh, the Chris uh, the cigaraholic? Ah, uh, I have not. No, no, no. Look him up on Instagram. He and some of his friends just put out their own line of cigars, uh, Amendola. Okay, I tried some of his, and I think they are going to be in my favorites list they are fantastic as well they have a thing right now if you look up amandola um on the internet you can buy a sample pack of theirs and i believe i want to say it's like 40 dollars or something like that and you get five of their sticks to try but they are fantastic i think they are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future okay I'll have to take a look for them now, too. Absolutely. I'm going to have Chris, to go back Chris, over this yeah, Chris, episode. Chris is, a, Chris is a great guy. Chris is a, is a fantastic. He's one of the first guys that uh, started talking to me on uh, the Barrel Burners. And um, I've been talking to him ever since. He actually wants me to make him a human or a big one. Yeah. So at, at some point, I'm going to be doing that for him. But he was actually, they were just actually in New York. And they got their cigars put in a couple uh, shops and stuff like that. So they're they're uh, up on the uprising as well. Awesome. Well, any others well, I mean, stand out at you that you uh, uh, you want to sit here out? all day? And oh yeah, it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. I actually, and you know, there's a, another big misconception that I always talk about uh, to people with cigars because a lot of people that come here and they see what I do here and they're like, oh, you know, I didn't really know the cigar stuff was that big, and I'm like, well, it is, and they, you know, they always say, well, what do you enjoy? But I said, well. Cigars, when you when you get into it and really get into a cigar and you feel and taste and smell what you're smoking, that's when you start developing that love for cigars. It's not that you're it's not like cigarettes that you're just smoking it to smoke it. Like Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> because I have cigars in my box that I absolutely love that only cost me fifty cents a piece. Nice. I gotta come you shopping know. with you. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if I've encountered it. 50 cent cigar anywhere two dollars is about my my uh, lowest point that i've found that i like so yeah well uh uh chillin do you ever have any of the chillin moose no no chillin moose they have it it's called chillin moose and then they have a chillin moose two t-o-o okay that one's a little more on the maduro side um both of them, but I think the chiller moose right now is like three dollars a stick and and the two is like three seventy five a stick they are great cigars those are a lot that's that's one of my go-to's <laughs> all right 
Good deal. A nice bargain suggestion there, too. I like this that. is good. But there's so. another one I stumbled across. It's called the Pioneer Valley. Okay. They make a Maduro and they make a Connecticut. I like both. Both of them are good. You can get, I just, do you ever use cigar bid? No, I've never. I've uh, kind of avoided cigar bid because I know I'd like to bad. keep I get my in house. A lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But on cigar bid, I got a box of twenty torpedoes. I think they were six by. I want to say it was either fifty-two or fifty-four. A box of twenty. I got a Maduro box for like twenty-two dollars, and I got a Connecticut box for like twenty-eight. They are fantastic as well. Those are my. Those are my like, you know, when I'm working out here in the shop and and cutting grass or doing I like them, but I'm not necessarily in, you know, sitting there just to enjoy the cigar. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> smoking, but you're doing something in the process. Right. Yeah. Those Pioneer Valleys are fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> and they they are, you know, a dollar a piece, something like that, you know, a dollar fifty a piece. I'm all in. Can't go wrong with that. No. Devil's Weed is another good one. Did you try those? You ever Only those? in Vegas. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> well, it's actually a cigar company, and uh, they had because I just bought a I just bought a box of their. Uh, it's a dark. It's called a dark brew Maduro, and the taste of it. I don't know if you ever. Eat, I mean, obviously, you know what the acid cigars they have. That yeah, sweet they got that taste on your mouth thing yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, so does the the dark brew Maduro, it, but it's not quite as sweet as the acids. So it's not that that you're just tasting the sweet, but you get it. It's literally like black coffee and dark chocolate. Okay. Damn. <laughs> they, I they am going really to have good. I am definitely going to have to go back over this recording. And yeah, take I know. Notes. <laughs> it's you, just... You've thrown out a lot of sticks that we're not, you know, familiar with. So we're going to have to seek some of these out. Definitely. Absolutely, and like I said, I'll I'll send you some. I'll send you I'll send you two packages. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, Love again, it. again, uh, as as we kind of circle up here, um, let everybody know again how they get a hold of you, because I'm sure like there's going to be people in the audience, including probably myself, that are going to want to reach out and get something put together. So, again, how do they get you? Absolutely. Um, right. Like I said, right now for the next week or two. Um, my Instagram is Squirrels Creations LLC. My Facebook page is Squirrels Creations LLC. My email is squirrelscreations at gmail.com. You can email me. You can PM me. You can uh, burner barrel burners. My my burner uh, name is Squirrels Creations LLC. You can get me through there. Consistent branding. Um, this is like good. It. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to make it easy. Exactly. That way I can remember it. <laughs> well, it. It's funny, Squirrel, because some people like to put the, and then they don't put the on some things, and, you know, it, it it's just all over Look, the there board. Look, there may have been a little confusion in the beginning, Jeff. <laughs> you, you back off, so. <laughs> so, um, and then, like I said, and, and I'm hoping in a week or two, I'm going to be launching my website, which I'm hoping is going to be Squirrel's Creations, LLC. We'll we'll um, negotiate on that price. So, yeah, yep, yep, no problem. <laughs> I I would, no problem. I, although although I'm joking about that, I probably would go ahead and lock that up before this podcast drops because <laughs> you may be negotiating with somebody for your domain. <laughs> um, uh, so I will be, you know, if somebody is interested, you know, follow me, like me, share me, whatever, uh, so you can see. 
my Instagram posts and my Facebook posts because obviously once that launches, I will be posting that like every day. <laughs> I'll tell you, Jason's doing some really cool stuff over there. I yep. mean, he, he likes to throw up pictures of the process so you can see like, okay, he's starting this. Then there's another update later. Like, okay, here's where we're at now. And it, it, you get to not only see the finished product. It's not, it's not just like a showcase for the finished product. You get to see the whole process as it's happening. And that, I think that's really fascinating too. That's awesome. Well, Jason, yeah. we really do appreciate your time today. This has been um, very educational. Yeah. Super great. Uh, no problem. It, it was a blast. I mean, any, anytime. Perfect. I'll come hang out with oh, you guys anytime. We will take we will take you up on that. Trust us. If you're ever over this side on uh, Eastern PA, you got to come visit. I'm hoping to maybe next year do a uh, barrel burners get together here at at uh, my house. Oh, that'd be great. We do an Oktoberfest party here every year, so uh, I think I'm going to maybe try to incorporate that next year. Sounds well, like- Nick Nick has been trying to put together the uh, I believe it's the World Tour and Revival. Yeah, we're trying to get together. Uh, you know, and put together the Nick and Gator um, traveling freak show and and revival, and you know, because let's be real, he and I on the road is essentially a traveling freak show. So yeah, we uh, a lot of truth to that. We Jason. figured that that would be good. So yeah, so if we if we get the get the date, you know, figure that out and everything, then we'll uh, absolutely we'll have to swing through uh, Eastern PA on the way out east. So absolutely. Well, I appreciate you having me. It was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> This has been great. So, well, before we let you go, we're going to go ahead and just kind of finish up our housekeeping here. And so we want to bring up our sponsor. So we've partnered with MyMonthlyCigars.com. MyMonthlyCigars.com is a subscription service where you can pick up um, a monthly box, either of two cigars for $20, four cigars for $30, or eight cigars for $50. If you do the eight cigars, it's two of each of the cigars that's in the four cigar box. So it's really good for you and a friend. Or just you if you want to hoard them all. It's true. Yep. And the nice thing with... Uh, my monthly cigars and other subscription services is you get stuff that maybe you're not used to, maybe you've never encountered before, maybe stuff that's not available in your general area. So what you can do, sit, smoke them, and then go to your brick and mortar and tell them, hey, I tried this cigar. I really liked it. Get more of them in. And then that way your, your brick and mortar is not taking the risk on you know, you saying, hey, I've heard about this cigar. I want to try it. And then maybe you try it and you don't like it. And they're stuck with a box that's sitting there not being sold. So it's a good way for you to try something before you go to your brick and mortar because we're 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 real big with the brick and mortars. We really like to uh, promote the brick and mortars. So, but if you go onto mymonthlycigars.com and you subscribe, or if you're buying something in their store because they do offer other items than just uh, just the subscription boxes, use offer code pulpit p u l p i t at checkout and it'll get you a little discount on uh, on what you're up to. So. Otherwise, and Nick, how do they uh, reach out to us? And we are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. We are also available on Facebook and Twitter. We have a YouTube that's Cigar Pulpit. And we are, you can, if you want to reach out to me via email with any questions, suggestions, hate mail, whatever, it's just Nick at CigarPulpit.com. Jason, it's been great. I think this has been a good show. (laughs) It was fantastic. Thank you much, sir. All right. Well, this you guys is, take care. Will do. This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. That's Gator. And we've been with Jason. Thank you, everybody, and stay smoky. Stay smoky.